Property Advisors Podcast. I can't wait to share what we have for you today. All right. Well, most of you know me. I am Grant Griggs with Gateway Mortgage. And today we're going to be talking about credit, solving the credit puzzle. Uh, you know, that, this is really a lot of times where, for me, a transaction starts and sometimes ends uh, is when I pull credit. And so credit is, uh, a, you know, is the first thing we look at, credit, income, assets. Those are the three things we're going to look at. And the biggest one and the one that, that can be the kind of the, the, the deal breaker or the deal delayer is credit, you know. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about some of these things. And so uh, putting those pieces together, well, what are we talking about? Well, today we're going to be talking about what are credit scores, why are credit scores important, what uh, makes a good score, what's a healthy mix, the buying power because of credit, some tips to improve credit, and then some other derogatory credit items that we look at. Uh, and we'll talk about all these things today. And then the very last slide, we're going to be talking about how you as a real estate agent, you know, kind of fits into that. Um, and, and some things to be looking for and, and listening for uh, when you talk to your clients for the first time. Make sure that you're not wasting your time uh, with somebody. Because how many times have you gone out and people say, oh, I'm fine, only to find out once they pull credit that, you know, they have negative credit scores and you know and so forth. So let's talk about it. First of all, what are, what is a credit score? Well, a credit score. Well, what is one? What is a credit score? Basic number used to determine credit worthiness. Okay, good. A number used. Yeah, that's pretty close to to what I'm going to put up here. A number used by lenders to estimate risk. You know, uh, it is the, it's a representation of the likelihood that they will pay us back. That, that's what it, that's what we're looking at. Now, it is a snapshot of that specific time. Your credit can change literally every day based on uh, update to your payment history that may have been submitted by one of your credit, uh, you know, creditors to, it also is based on an average, you know, for all credit, you know, they, they use a bell curve in their algorithms, and they want to make sure that there's kind of oh, so many in this category, so many in this category, so many in this category. So if all of a sudden half of America decides not to make a mortgage payment this last month, you know, and you do, your credit score actually may jump up even further. So it is based not only on yours, but also in a very minor way based on what the whole credit world looks like for the United States. Okay. Uh, it is a uh, computer-generated score called FICO, Fair Isaac, and we pull all three credit bureaus. It's, a, it's also known as a tri-merge credit report, okay? Because what we do is we merge our credit company. We use a company called Credit Plus, and they pull all three of these, and then they merge them together under one, under one report so that hopefully we're not seeing, you know, Citibank one, two, and three, and then three different ones. They merge that one line item under one, uh, under one credit. Doesn't always work, but that's ideal. So credit scores, why are they different? Well, credit bureaus are different for one. Uh, they have their own scoring system. Actually, they have several scoring systems, somewhere between five to five to thirteen different algorithms that they use. So that's why they're different when they go, hey, well, I pulled with. Uh, you know, Credit Karma, and it says I have a you know 750, and you pulled it, and I've got a 680. Why is that? Well, they've got different algorithms, and so and one of the things that's changed 
you know, uh, is over the last several years, especially since uh, Dodd-Frank, is they said mortgage companies have to use the same algorithms across the board. So we can't use, we can't pick and choose. Because used to, I could say, and I don't remember the names of them anymore, that, that was many moons ago, back in 03. We, I could say, hey, I want the Equifax Johnson 714, you know, scoring method. I want to use that because I knew it was weaker in, and so I could kind of play with the credit that way. And they said, nope, now it's got to be universally the same so that if you pull at the exact same time from me and any other mortgage company, we're going to get the exact same score. Okay? And so that is, you know, that they have their own scoring systems, but they have several different ones. And so the one that they sell or use for Credit Karma and those type of companies are weaker. They want to do something with these because they spent a lot of money developing these algorithms over the, you know, over the decades. And so they've got all these different algorithms. So what they do is they use their weaker ones for those little freecreditreport.com and, and Credit Karma and that kind of stuff. And then the if you had it pulled for like a credit card, they're gonna they may use a different algorithm than the mortgage one that's a little bit weaker because they want to you know it's not as important you know or, or you know that type of deal. So different scoring models used for different things. Usually what I tell people is the ones for credit karma are for are, are for personal use and not for acquiring credit, and so they're good to mark to use to measure up and down in general trend. But they're not going to be true to what you're trying to do if you're trying to actually obtain credit. What if you subscribe to like TransUnion, their free credit report? Is that going to be different? It's going to be better, but it may not be the one that the mortgage one the uses. One the yeah, but they are tend to be better, and they tend to be better. <laughs> like if you have a credit card and they say, "Hey, here's your credit score yeah. for this," those are better than like a credit card. Okay, because I had a client who ha pays to have her credit monitored, and she gets the Mm -hmm. Report and then we pulled her credit and it was completely different. Uh -huh. And she, oh, geez. Yeah. Again, it's a monitoring for this, uh -huh. not, hey, this is actually what it is. Okay. You know, so uh, kind of it's good stuff. Keep that in mind as, as you talk to your clients. Not always reported to all three bureaus. So now um, your major companies, you know, Gateway, City, you know, Chase, all that, they're going to report to all three bureaus. But especially collection, mainly reports are one or two. And so you may get a score come in that one, one score, I had this happen not too long ago, that they had a 680 and a two 800s. Well, they had one collection account on, their, on one of their scoring, on one of their bureaus, because that, that collection company was only choosing to report to one. Why is that? Did you know it costs money to actually report credit as a creditor? It's a money, credit is a money-making business. And not only does it cost to have credit pulled, it also has, it costs money to have credit submitted. And, and so every month when Gateway is submitting credit to the three bureaus, there's a fee for us to do that. Now, I'm sure that there's a, you know, it's probably pretty inexpensive in the long run because I'm sure that they, but there is a cost to that. So some of these smaller companies, these collection companies, especially medical collection, they may not report to all three. They may report to one or two. You know, we use the middle credit score, not an average, uh, not the worst, not the best. We use the middle one, whatever it is. So if you had two eight hundreds and that six hundred, you're going to use an eight hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
So yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Now, kind of a cool little trick thing. Uh, we use the lowest middle credit score of all borrowers. One thing I found out about two years ago, uh, if you go conventional loan, especially Fannie Mae, if you have a person with a credit score and a person with no credit score, literally have none, uh, no credit, we use the lowest score of the one that's actually reporting. Instead of the no core score, we actually can use the middle score of the, so I had that happen where the person had like 800 credit and the other person had no credit and we were using 800 credit and they got the best rate. And you know, like FHA is not that way. FHA is gonna say that's a no score and it's, it's gonna, go against yeah, you. it's gonna go against you. But F F Fannie Mae doesn't do that. So it's kind of, uh, that's a side note. I'll squirrel a lot when it comes to this. It just, you know, uh, you know, excuse me. Not reported at the same time. So why is it different? Because it may not report to the three bureaus at the same time. And so that, that can be different uh, as well, cause that, you know. Is there a certain time of the month maybe that, or a certain day it's of the usually, month that's better to write? It, it's based on when, usually it's based on when your due date of your credit is. You know, so if you have 15 credit cards, and yes, I do see that, huh. there's not necessarily a good time because they all vary, you know. So it's usually it's usually within a couple, three days after your due date because then they're going to update the credit at that point to know whether or not you made a payment or you're 30 days late, that type of deal, what your new balance is. So it's usually within that period of time. So if you only have one or two, especially credit cards, you can kind of figure that out a little better. Uh, yeah, I've kind of gone through all this uh, a little bit. Soft pull versus a hard pull. Hard pull actually means you're trying to obtain credit and it's gonna give you a score. A soft pull doesn't always have a credit or like the credit commons those are considered soft pulls because you're not actually trying to obtain credit. So it's not an inquiry into your credit because you're not trying to actually get credit. That's like utilities. Like, well, depends, AT&T is a hard pull. It is? It is, AT&T does a hard pull on your credit. Uh, but most utilities, you're correct, is a soft pull. They just kinda wanna see generally what your credit history looks like you know, make sure there's not any glaring, you know, several days late, several months late type deals on your credit. They do a quick, quick check. Uh, insurance is usually that way as well. Is it's a soft pull, um, and I can pull like like I can do soft pulls as well. But you know, without the score, I can't run, you know, any kind of underwriting, right. electronic underwriting type deal. What's called OS, automated underwriting system. I, I have to have a score, and I have to score from our credit report. I can't, you know, just put one in. I can put a fake one in to figure out an interest rate, but I can't run it through a system because it looks not only at the score, but also your history mm -hmm. uh, electronically to see uh, what's going on. This may be obvious to other people, but why does pulling your credit hurt your credit? Well, because if somebody's, the way it's, again, it's a, it's a number for risk. So if somebody's going to pull a bunch of credit, then the risk is higher that they are now trying to go under, get a lot more debt, and the chances of them historically paying that back it goes down. And so your credit goes down. The more times you pull it, that... The, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a red flag that's like in the credit, getting more credit that you're getting a bunch of credit, it. and now are you going to be able to pay for it? But, like if you're talking for a car, Instance, or mortgage, or mortgage, and it's been at the end of like a thirty day period Correct. or something like that. If it's hit multiple times during that time, they the credit bureaus see, oh, they're shopping for something specific, not just like getting a bunch of credit cards. There's an act, and I, I yeah. really should memorize this act, but I can't. Remember. There is a 
you know, Congress passed a law several years ago that says for mortgages, because they want you to be able to shop for a mortgage. They don't want you just to go to the first person and call and get it necessarily. You know. But if so you are you. on Credit Karma, though, they will send you an email and somebody mm -hmm. pulls your credit. Because it, yeah. it yeah. sent me an email that a lender had pulled my credit. Right. Yeah, it, it, we, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, we know when somebody, like, I get notifications when any of my past clients are looking to obtain another mortgage. I get, I get, so somehow we've got some kind of monitoring going on too, you know, that says that as well. And I'll get an email, hey, you may want to reach out to, you know, John Smith. That's because, awesome. Yeah. And again, also I get them if they, if they put, uh, yeah, and that kind of scares you a little bit. Huh? There's times I'm like going, how, how am I knowing this information? I also know if they if they put their house up for sale. If I see it, I'll call you, by the way, and go, hey, just want you to know that our past client so-and-so was put their house. Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes y'all have done that to me. And going, yeah, oh, yeah, we're working, you know, they're, they're moving to, you know, Mexico or whatever, you know. And so, you know, I, that's why they're not calling you or whatever. They're moving out of, out of state. Uh, and so, you know, but. Um, if I if if I'm on the transaction, and you know you, we co-brand everything, everything we send out, your name's on it. By the way, uh, every email, uh, er, everything. You know we do happy birthday. They see you know my information and your information on everything that we've done together. Wow. So yeah, it's it's really kind of cool. Um, and some of you I think have seen some of those emails. You probably just deleted. You know it says you you know something was sent out on your behalf. But all emotions, I get all emotions. Happy birthday, emotions from Grant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just want to make sure you got that taken care of. You know? so, um, the purpose of the scoring dictates what algorithm they use. Personal, auto, credit, mortgage. I kind of already, I jumped the gun. I, I, I'll do that. But uh, And then again, mortgage uses that, that FICO score, that Fair Isaac. So if your credit card company says they have a FICO score, score for you, is it a true one or is it not? Well, it is, but it's a true one for a credit card, okay. not a true one for a mortgage. It's a true one for their algorithm, right. not for... Right. So is there a trick to, like, say, for instance, if yours says 800 on your true FICO score, which mine is not, so they panic, just kidding. Um, is there something to say, okay, you could probably guess it's about... 30 points below or 30 points I wish I could. I wish yeah. it was that easy. Because you don't see it like no, that. No, huh? Okay. You know, and usually they're only pulling one score. And right. again, they may be right. It may They may have an 800 with Equifax right. and TransUnion and Experian are 680, you know. And right. now we're using the middle score, Got you it. know. So, good stuff. Uh, why are they important? Well, you know, let's talk about that. If, if you have bad credit, 580 or less, <laughs> FHA is eligible, not with Gateway, with 10% down. So from 500 to 580, you are supposedly able to find a lender that can do that. Has anyone found a lender that can do that? Nobody? I see a lot of veterans in here shaking their heads, no. So it, 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 they say that I have a guy that says he can do it down to a 500. That scares me. I've sent him a couple just to see, you know, they, they were in a position where they had to get, you know, go now. I never heard that they closed, you know, and so I, but I'm just telling you FHA by their guidelines says from 500 to 579, 10% down, you may be able to get approval. Also bad credit, you're going to get higher insurance, personal, you know, auto, everything. And you could have employment issues if you're under a 580. Uh, most mortgage, most companies now are starting to pull credit, especially in finance. They pull my credit every year. 
uh, and make sure that I'm not, you know, uh, under that fine mark, I guess. But, you know, they haven't told me, told me I, you know, I, I'm fired, so I guess I'm okay. Um, but they, uh, bad credit can affect all those things. Poor credit, that 580 to 5619. Financing is now you've got some options available. You can do 3.5% down. You may even uh, get down payment assistance programs, that kind of still, but it becomes a lot more strict if you're in that. And guess what? Your interest rate's going to be a lot worse, you know, by, by a significant amount. Um, I get uh, every day, I get, you know, the rate sheets, you know, that look like this, you know. And I'm old school, so I still carry a rate sheet with me. Uh, but you know, when we get somebody that has a ten, that that has a five nineteen, uh, five eighty to six nineteen, and what what financing is available? Can they go conventional? No, yeah. I don't care if you're putting fifty percent down. We're going FHA because that's all that's available to you at that range, and you're going to see that your your your. Uh, interest rates are going to be probably a half a percent high, lower or higher than, than you know, mm -hmm. what somebody would be at 620. Courtney yeah. said only FHA, not VA. You can do VA. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Century 21 Property Advisors podcast today. Make sure you like and share if you got value and spread the knowledge.